so. There's that. On here. Eh. I don't remember where I was going here. I just like lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. Here, here's one for you. Okay. We need to play more Seven Days to Die as our we gaming do. group. We do. Because I actually really like the graphical updates. Even though so far we have done nothing really different. Yeah. I suppose our base is in a different location. We're actually in town. Which yeah. we, don't normally, we don't normally do. Yeah, we've started our base. We're like way early still on stuff, so. Oh, yeah. We're way early, but I already have like rank three or four looter or whatever. Lucky looter. Because that's just what I'm going for, because the better I can worry about being good with my weapons later. For now, I just need to find the weapons for us to survive. Yeah, I agree. Like, I guess with the way they changed the, like, uh, loot spawning, luckily they kind of got a nerf, it sounds like. But Oh, yeah, they, it, I know for a fact that it is nerfed, right? But it's still the fact that I'm... I've we've never before looted shovels, right? Like the fact that I've looted multiple like level two shovels while stone yes, shovels, yeah. While yes, they're only made out of stone, the fact that they just exist, right? Like yeah. you, know, you know, I found a blunderbuss, which I don't think we ever found early on in they, those are our more common game. now. They're one yeah. of the only firearms that appears in like the early game stages. Yeah, and that's like also super awesome. It is awesome. Because you get the cost of bus. Yeah, cause a fuss with those blunderbusses. Also, don't throw blunderbuss away, because pe what people will do is they'll get a bunch of them and put them on their action bars and load them all up, so that they don't have to go through the load animation if they're like in a fight. <laughs> <laughs> they just go like bang, switch, bang, switch, yep. bang. The thing is, that's not gonna help you during like a blood move. Oh no! 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 Because that's my current concern. Is I always feel like the first week goes by super fast yeah like the first blood moon though is a softball it is a softball but i'm pretty sure we had trouble the last time we had a first blood moon no we were fine were we, All right. we stood, yeah we stood on top of that building and ran out of ammo yeah well that's the thing we ran out of ammo and all that so mm -hmm. but i mean I we're gonna run we're gonna run out of ammo unless like people are like specifically there gathering ammo like and that's like our goal is to like craft ammo. That's fair. I know that. Uh, I I suppose also the the other two that play with us, it won't be their first blood wound anymore. They'll have experience with it. So yeah, that goes yeah. a long way too. Your wife won't be freaking out about all the sounds being made, and <laughs> well, let's not go that far. <laughs> but. She gets surprised easily on, on those things. I think it's interesting that she's the only one who chose to change her uh, attribute tree. Did she, so, what did she change to? She's going to still take cooking, but otherwise she's actually going to go in the strength tree, I believe. Huh. Like, she wants to do that. And I think Janelle's also going to change. She wants to be, like, pistols and SMGs or some shit like that. She so does going from, from agility to perception, right? No, pistols are agility still. Oh, okay. So from and perception I... to agility, then. No, she was always agility. It's just, it's, oh, she's just she's... doing pistols instead of bullets yeah. or whatever. 
she's going to focus more on the pistols, which I think is what she was already kind of doing that last time because bows are bows are not good in multiplayer groups because if you're not, not good, yeah, if you're not sneaking attack with a bow, they suck. Yeah, and they're very bad if you have multiple enemies attacking you for obvious reasons. Like they're yeah, just they're, not good in a blood esque scenario. Personally, I would like if our group was a little more on the slightly stealthy side, but what do you do? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to go down the entry and make things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I'm still just going down my same perception tree that I always end up going down. Mm-hmm. But that's that's mainly because I like using long-range firearms. Yeah, true. Spears suck. Spears will always suck. I don't I like remember spears. what. There's a third. What's the third um, weapon in the perception tree? I, don't I didn't know there was a third one. I feel like there is. <laughs> you don't need to load it up, bud. Says you. <laughs> uh... It's very important. We're gonna have a conversation about something. I didn't realize that easy easy anti cheat is on both Halo and Seven Days to Die. Oh yeah, okay. Why would Seven Days to Die have easy anti cheat? Because you can literally multiplayer. I suppose. I was like, you can literally do whatever you want in Seven Days to Die already. There's like no rules. Some of the servers are like fairly different. They don't. Yeah, they're not cooperative. We'll say. Alright. I guess like I, I read sense. entire articles on like camouflaging your base so people can't find you mm. and wreck your shit. But yeah, I don't know. Right. Apparently, none of my worlds are currently valid since they. Yeah. I think they they pushed out the official updates. So yeah, they just pushed out updates. So no point logging into that. What is go to the seven days to die? Wiki. That's what we're gonna do. This is very important to my mentality because uh, my brain is my brain. <laughs> Zombies, crafting, tools, materials, servers, modding, skills and perks. Perception. Oh yeah, explosives. That's oh. the th <laughs> that's the third one. In perception. <laughs> yep. I can because... perceptively notice this crater. I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. You probably want to have a good, you know, awareness while crafting explosives. I mean, while making them. While using them, I want to have agility so I can get them out of my hand and far away from me. I mean, one could argue that should qualify as strength, right? One could argue. One could argue many things. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Christine is going fortitude. Oh, she's okay. going to take strength just enough to get Master Chef, but she's going to take Fortitude because she's punching stuff right now. She has oh, yeah, she's doing unarmed. Yeah. That's a cool choice, IMO. I agree. I don't think we've ever really done like a build like that. No, I know I haven't. I think they're actually not garbage, too. So. I mean, the fact that you can just like. Um... The fact that it makes you not terrible at just punching things in general, you know, mm -hmm. not needing to actually uh, have a weapon is super nice. Like, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, just like every other melee-based thing, and not sure how good it is during Blood Moons, but that's literally every other melee-based thing, so. Yeah. 
but I don't know. Basically, you need long-range weapons for blood wounds. You need guns for blood wounds. We, yeah. need, to get, we need to find them. I have to really say, though, like I, I do enjoy this, but man, do I miss gaming. Me too. Like I've been just like itching. I'm glad that we managed to get the whole group, as it were, to still do something. Yeah. Although I do think I don't. I don't know if if we were gaming in person. I'm curious if we would be doing it more frequently than we're doing Seven Days to Die. Probably. Or Maybe, if all the know. same if all the same things would still be happening and like interrupting it as it were. Yeah, there might be, but we'd have to I don't know. I, don't know. I think people are more inclined to do people are more inclined to follow the social contract when it is in person. Yeah. I've like toyed around with it's like I'm like, oh man, I'd like to set up like an online thing to like actually game, but we have seven days to die going, so it's like, yeah, like, you know, upset that or anything. But we just gotta set up our uh, set up an RP server for seven days to die. Uh, don't tempt me, but <laughs> that's not like I don't know. That's not like a thing I'd really want to RP on. There's like so many other things that I'd rather RP on. Like yeah, there's there's a lot of other games. If that if we were caring about RP, we could just you know, yeah, obviously this would be like the last thing we should do. But you know, if we really wanted to RP on a game, just all make wild characters again, right? Yeah, like do that stuff or what? What was the other one? You were, when we were talking about uh, gaming as a group, you were talking about like Final Fantasy or something. Oh yeah, the the Final Fantasy online one. Yeah, I played that for a very short period of time. That was fun. How's the? You've been mostly jamming Fallout seventy six, haven't you? Yeah. Or is you? Are you done with that for now? No, I'm still playing it. I've, I haven't been like crushing it as hard recently. I got to level fifty, which is like the. It's not max level, but it's like. That's it's... the the end level. That's like the end level. Like you can't get. You don't get any more, more stat points or things like that. So, like, basically, you can just basically like become a little stronger and like tweak your build basically once you get past there. But it's it's effectively the end point where you start yeah, plateauing, it, as it yeah, were. It's effectively max level, like because uh, weapons have their own levels on them. Mm-hmm. So, like in the game, there'll be like a pipe pistol, you know, like in Fallout, and uh it can be various levels so you can have a level one pipe pistol that only you can only use a weapon if you're that level or higher than it so a level one can use a level one pipe pistol but you can also find a level 50 pipe pistol that only level 50s can use kind of thing so like so they so like that's the highest level you can get a weapon so when you like get legendaries you want to be getting level 45 and 50 legendaries so even if you can't necessarily use them at yet. Yeah, so like if you if you do the things that give you random legendaries, it gives you one of that you can use. Mm-hmm. So there's certain things you don't want to do in the game until you get to level 50 so that you can make sure you're getting the best items possible and getting the best chances at them. Oh, yeah, I've I've heard of games that do stuff like that. Yeah. Like it's uh wasn't WoW doing that, where they started scaling levels to your level, or quest rewards to your level or something? 
I have no idea. Some other game I played was doing something very similar, I remember. I don't remember exactly what it was. I think, yeah. I don't remember. Whatever. But yeah, it was another game that was doing that, where it's like they had scaled the item that you got to the level that you were when you got it, so as a result of that, if you got it early, it would be worse than if you got it late. And it's yeah. it's really good for uh, the kind of games that do scale to your level, no matter what your level is. Mm-hmm. Which is super nifty, so... Yeah. It's okay. I mean, it does It does lead to really weird scenarios where, right, like, so suddenly you'll have, like, a mission in, like, the level 15-ish zone that everyone's like, you don't do that mission until you're max level, because then you want to go there and get, like, you know, a chance at a really good weapon. Yeah. If you get, you get it early, you'll have a really good weapon for that level, but then it's going to fall off. But if you get it later, it's like an endgame, you know, tier weapon. Yeah. That's kind of weird. I don't know. Those things always feel super bad, too. Like, I'm of the opinion that, like, like I think Oblivion did that thing, or maybe maybe it's Skyrim, where it's, like, you complete a quest and it, like, has, like, different steps of the, the item you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always hated that. And it's like, oh, I did the thing early, so I get the item, and then it, like, falls off really early, you know, kind of thing. It's like, I think they should, like, those things should just scale with you. But Oh, yeah. That's me. I do... I do know I've heard of some that happening in Skyrim also. And a lot of people made mods specifically yeah. to make the weapon scale with you, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Like in only insofar as the game itself would have already scaled them, but it just yeah. that way it doesn't punish you for yeah, stupid like, things. You know, if you get the item at like level ten or whatever like that and there's a level thirty version, when you hit level thirty it gives you the level thirty version. Yeah. And that's just I like things like that also. It just it, it gets rid of the feel bad. You yeah. know, and it, it's not forcing you to play the game in a weird way. It doesn't. It doesn't punish you, and I like that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I've I've always I like preventing you from doing content because it's not optimal. It's just not good game design, honestly. Exactly, and like you, in my you, opinion. Sh- you shouldn't pun- punish someone for playing your game the way they want to, right? Yeah. yeah. Obviously, within reason. If someone's like hacking the game, blah 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 blah. But I mean, there, there's. There's things like I don't know. So somebody on the Dwarf Fortress forums, so we all know Dwarf Fortress and what that game's about. <laughs> Losing is fun is their motto. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody posted on there. They're like, "Yeah, I'm one of those people that save scums like crazy. Like, you know, up oh, something bad happened. Something really bad happened. I'm gonna reload my save and try again, kind of thing like that. Mm-hmm. And then you have to kind of screw around in Dwarf Fortress to make that happen. And like, I uh, he, he basically asks, he's like, "What do other people think about it?" You know, and I was surprised. I went and read the I, I read the thread, and people were like, "Yeah, it's a single player game. Do what you want." Like, <laughs> you know, people weren't <laughs> like, "You suck, you good," or anything like that. But that's the Dwarf Fortress community too, because I posted on it too, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a sca- save scumming beast," but yeah. I also don't like hard games, basic for the most part. So, I I love that one of the most complex and mind-boggling games with like a super small community is just everyone's just like yeah sure dude play however you want yo dude like, play how you want it's your game right you know as, as, as long as you're like, not ruining other people's fun right and then you have like the polar opposite of you know another example of a very hard game of dark souls and demon souls and all that and everyone's like oh kid good you suck blah 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 blah, blah. you know it's like the game's not meant for you if you don't do it this way it's like, it's like I just, mean, yeah. They are both very difficult games for very different reasons, obviously. 
Yeah. But like, just the Dwarf Fortress is honestly comprehension complexity if more than anything. Yeah, that's I like. That's what I said. Just different things. Plus, you know, mm-hmm. just the way thing the game can just be like, oh yeah, this just went really poorly for you. Yeah. But it's like just the difference in community is just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's really weird that I do identify as a gamer. Yeah. I enjoy gaming, but man, do I hate online gaming communities. They're so some, often just full of people terrible people. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the online aspect, but that's just... Oh, you know. that's, that's exactly what it is, you know. People are effectively anonymous behind the screen. They can be whatever they want. You know, the only... Uh, the best online community I've ever personally been a part of was the level 39 Twink community for our uh, battle group. Oh. You know, everyone in there was super friendly with each other on the forums, you know, in-game. Yep. I mean, you're nothing. competing, you know. Yeah. It's friendly competition is the thing. Exactly, you know, like, on the on the online forums, everyone was super nice, and they'd, like, talk about the games that would happen, and, like, one time, um, there was a guy who... There was two Horde Undead Warlocks that were, like, top tier, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. One was a literal god who, <laughs> you know... He wasn't cocky, but he was somewhat aloft with people. Yeah. And the other one was like just like a small rung below him. Yeah. Like almost as good, almost as busted, but the friendliest person you've ever met in your goddamn life. Yeah. And he was super awesome. We're like, you know, like one time I actually went to the forums after in a battleground with him where he feared me five times in a row and I resisted all five. Yep. The only thing I had going for me was I had sh- uh, circle. I had the blessing of protection shadow or whatever it was, yeah. and then I had nature's gift. And I'm pretty sure they didn't stack. Only one of them applied. Mm-hmm. And like I go back to the forums. I go to the forums just because like I was so mind boggled by that. Yeah. And like I see that he posted he's like there was like a weird druid that somehow wasn't feared. And I literally like I just I was like the next person to respond. I'm like, yeah, that was me. I literally have no idea how that happened. RNG yo. <laughs> so we start talking we, we start talking about the RNG of it and what happened. And he literally does the math and there was like a point zero 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 five three repeating percent chance for me to resist all of those. And that's just how I got into like actually talking on the forums with people and you know, like learning like how all these people were and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're all like really sweet, awesome people. And then when they when the um when they like messed with the battlegrounds and how they worked again, they ended up combining a bunch of battle groups together. Or they made it so Cross. you couldn't yeah. They made it so if you could turn you could choose to turn off your leveling, but if you did you were in a different battle group. Oh yeah, okay. Which or if, which was a super nice thing because then you know you mm-hmm. didn't have twinks farming noobs as it were and all that. Yeah, you could you could actually like even the playing field. Yeah. But suddenly things weren't firing because you just there wasn't a critical mass of people to make it work. Yeah. And like I understand not wanting like newer players and people who aren't twinks don't want to get steamrolled by people in battleground battlegrounds. They just want to play, right? Yeah. Completely understand it. I get it. But like as a result, the community like almost died, as it were. Just evaporated, basically. And then but they then they up... introduced the cross realm, didn't they? And then they introduced the cross battle group group. 
groups. Yep. Okay. And then, you know, so like people naturally migrate to those forums. And my God, people in the other, like the, the other twinks and other value groups were such dicks. Just toxic. Like, you know, like there was another guy, you know, I was playing a level 39 moon, moonkin effectively, even though I didn't have moonkin form. Yeah. And like some guy, he was like, you know, he was also a level 39 balancer. And I'm like, oh, hey, you know, I didn't know there was another, you know, I didn't know there were that many other, you know, moonkin uh level 39 people and all that kind of stuff and he basically said don't talk to me you're beneath me in not quite the same words it's like oh you're an asshole all right (laughs) not coming to these forums anymore thanks peace out (laughs) Uh, yeah that's one of the funny things like i've noticed is that like the um uh, the fallout 76 community is really really nice actually Mm mm-hmm like they're a really good community. Like as for as garbage as the game can be sometimes, and as grumpy as they can get about some of the changes, because I don't like people don't like change. Well, no. So you've played Bethesda games, right? Yes. Okay. So Fallout seventy six is built on the same exact engine as Skyrim and. Fallout 4. I think he mentioned that to me. Yeah. That is an so, old engine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so just imagine a like Bethesda game but as an MMO and just think about how stable that is sometimes. Which is funny because I remember when I first started playing Oblivion I'm like man Oblivion would be so awesome if it was like an MMO oh, style thing. I agree yeah. And then, like, obviously, that's the entire thing with Bethesda games, though, is they're so unstable, so... Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, here's the here's the deal, like... The, like, uh, I think they made a calculated, like, they just made an error in, think, in understanding what people wanted, I think, for 76. Mm-hmm. Like, they basically made an MMO, obviously. Yeah. Which, honestly, they could take that aspect out of the game, and the game would still be fun. Like, if it was a single-player experience, the game would be acceptable. For the most Just part, my Standard opinion. Fallout, as it were, at that point. It, it, wouldn't, be, it wouldn't be as good, I think, because it, it, it is designed towards that direction. But, like, most people play it as a single-player experience. Yeah. That's you know? basically what you do, so... Yeah. And, um... But, like... Literally, if they if if they just were to release Skyrim for, like, the 17,000th time and figured out a way to do you know, four-player co-op on that, they would um, just be sitting on piles of money, I think. That is one of my biggest, in my opinion, flaws with Bethesda games, is they don't do co-op. Yeah. And I feel like that is a massive detriment, right? Um, I am a very large co-op gamer. I I love co-op, yeah. I I love co-op, I love working with people. Yep. You know, I'm not. I'm not for being for someone who's highly, highly competitive in Magic. I am not that competitive in video games. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like, and I'm, you know, I, I like co-op so much. I'm playing Halo with you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's be real. You at least think Halo is an acceptable game. I I do. Mechanically, I, it's like 
the fact that you, I think it's a good thing you started on Reach, so you didn't have to deal with some of the more BS mechanics yeah. from the, the as they were going through their growing pains. Yeah. And Reach is like basically the pinnacle of all that stuff. Yeah, like honestly, Halo did stuff that needed to happen in the first person shooter genre, but I'm just not happy about it because I'm a cranky old man. Yeah, you wish it was other games that are arguably better in some opinions, I suppose, but I personally never played against them, so. Yeah, I've never so played them. I've never ever played Half Life. The original? Any, uh, none of them at any point. Or two? No, not two. Not uh, whatever the two mini expansions were. So here's the deal Half Life 1 is awesome. Mm-hmm. But it is, like, I still think it holds up. I still think you could play it and have a good experience with it, even though it is old. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel too old. Um,. And that was just a really good game, but I think the biggest thing about it was is how it changed the shooter genre, basically. Yep. Like this, it, it basically created the story-based shooter game. Um, Half-Life Two is probably one of the best games ever made. That's I've I've heard that a lot, and I've yeah. true I've actually thought about playing it. My reasons for not playing it are a I don't know if I could get over the graphics anymore. And the, B, graphics are still, the graphics hold up, dude. The graphics are fine. They hold. I, I I've played through it probably about a year or so ago. Okay. It and it hold it it's it it holds up. It's not in that weird spot with like like the original Fallout. You kind of have to be or not Fallout. The original Half Life. You kind of have to be like, all right, yeah, we'll go with the blocks, you know. <laughs> but and but then you have um. There's just so much hype around it for like how great the game is. I feel like it will never match up to the expectations that the world has given me for it. That is 100% true. So as a result of that, I appreciate the game for what it is. I literally have no, I have no problem at all with anything, anyone who likes it, anyone who plays it regularly, any of that mm-hmm. stuff. It exists, and I'm happy it exists. I just don't have a desire to play it. I think I think it's worth a playthrough just to just to see it, like right. you know, and. Like the funny thing is, is, is if uh, if it, so objectively, if I stopped and looked at it, looked at the games, I'd be like Half Life Two is the better game. But if you ask me which game I prefer more, I prefer the original one. Just because of like nostalgia, or um, I think it is. I think the experience as a whole for me is more in tune with what I want and is more fun for me. Fair enough. Like, I think both the games are worth a playthrough just because like, at least, at least I don't even, I don't even think you need to finish the games. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. Like, I think you just need to like, I think playing them for a little bit, like the original half-life, I don't like, I think you play through a, the first half of the game and you've got a pretty good feel of it. And kind of the same thing with half-life Two. Like you, you actually think it would give me an experience that I don't already get from other, like you know, like I've I've mentioned to you that I've completely already played through Halo Combat Evolved and Halo mm-hmm. Two and all that stuff on Master Chief Collection, you know. Yep. More as like a refresher course for me, and just because I was choosing it to veg out, yeah. you know, for when we eventually play into it. Yep. Like, is it going to? Halo show? is a very is a very different game. Very, 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 very different game. Fun fact: um, I didn't, I didn't actually realize until I just looked it up that Halo came out three years before Half Life Two. 
I thought they came out much closer together. Mm, Half Life Two yeah, came out the same year as Halo Two. Yeah. They both came out in two thousand four. So put those two games together, though, and look. Actually, yeah, I remember Half Life uh, came out. In, I should know Half Life Two came out in two thousand four. It was my first year of college. I remember in there being there. I built my own computer and <laughs> was able to play it. Um, but Every, everything you ever wanted. Um. Yeah, uh, I just remember because I was playing it and like my roommate and some other guy, I don't remember who the guy was. Uh, he, he did something, he he helped me with my computer a little bit though at some point, I think. Like, mm-hmm. but um, uh, I was playing through it and there's this part where uh, you know who Alex is, uh, she's the female, yeah, female character ally. Yeah, I don't know what she's technically in the game. But like she climbs up a ladder at one point and I was like jumping her like it was a cutscene, so I was jumping around. I climbed up the ladder right behind her and um uh, like had her ass right in my face. And the other mm. guy's like, God, I'd bend that over a table or something like that. I just remember <laughs> that Christ. like that interaction with the guy, and that is it. Like <laughs> reasonable interaction. Yeah, I know. Like that's like I'm like, okay, like this is one thing I just have to like uh, that I remember about it now. So but um but yeah, I don't know. Um, both the Half Life games though are much are not like like uh, like Halo is very combat oriented. Yes. Uh, Half Life is far less combat oriented. It's much more puzzly, right? That's it, it, it is much shtick. more puzzly. But it's puzzles that are not annoying for the most part, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it, it actually borrows a lot from. Uh, from like you know doom and stuff like that more so it has a it 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 feels very you know connected with that uh where it's a lot of like oh i have to get to this area so i got to go to this area to do this thing and then come back and do this thing to do that you know kind of but the pacing of half both the half-life games is way better you know it doesn't Mm -hmm. you know like and there's some, some like some individual levels I could pick about pick for the Half Life games. Like the first, like the first and second level of the original Half Life are awesome. Um, and then I can't remember what the name of the level is, but um, there's a level in ha- in the original Half Life where uh, you need to like I don't remember why you ha- you have to get like through this part of the the research facility. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's blocked by this giant like tentacle alien kind of thing. It's actually like think like uh I'm thinking Watchmen at the moment. I don't think know if that's like <laughs> no like like slip like think about like a hydra, but okay. only its necks coming out of a hole, and instead of heads on the ends, it's like slivers from magic. Alright. So it's like kind of pointy things that like kind of like tap. But they're they're completely blind. And they're like coming out of the bottom of this hole, which is actually a missile silo. And in the, above it is like a thruster that they're, they're testing and stuff like that. So you have to get down this hole that they live in, but you can't kill them at all. So the whole level is like going through and like turning on the fuel and the oxygen and like these other things and stuff and the electricity and stuff for this, for this booster rocket. But as you go to each spot, the only way to get to the different wings of the place are to actually go through that centerpiece where that tentacle monster is. Mm-hmm. But it can't see you. It can only hear you. So you're like climbing up the edges of this um, 
uh like silo to get to these places at like jumping on platforms and stuff like that and like trying to like you know you'll like the tactic we always use is like you'd you'd just before you jump you'd throw a grenade across so that it would explode and they'd start attacking that spot while you jumped and so that they, it wouldn't hear you move there and everything like it, the whole experience of that level was just really cool there's no like actual stealth mechanics at all in Half-Life. No, either are there? No, there like, is no stealth mechanic. There's no like walk or. Crouch. Uh, you can you can crouch, yeah. Okay, just crouching, but, like, and you can. Noise. I think there there might be a walk slow or whatever like that, right. but like, you know, it's like I remember that level, and that level was just awesome. Like the experience of that level is just cool as hell. But um, and then Ravenholm from Half Life Two is just like friggin' sublime, like. <laughs> It is. It's great. It's kind of funny, actually, listening to you talk. You actually reminded me when I was younger, like early, like around like eight to eleven. I want to say I didn't. I never owned a console as a child. Yeah, I never owned a computer. I never owned anything. But whenever my mom would like buy my sisters like you know magazines for like you know whatever like the girl teen magazines were back then mm-hmm. uh i'd have her buy me gaming magazines oh yeah even though i couldn't game mm-hmm. i don't know why i just always thought L- they were interesting live like, vicariously I, through them or something like pretty that. much and 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 uh one of them that i got in every single it basically would always have like three different walkthroughs for whatever game was currently like semi-popular time and i'm pretty sure half-life one was actually one of them i ended up reading oh yeah i distinctly remember head crabs being a thing oh yeah and they talk about like you know using your wrench to like you know hit them as they were jumping out of a vent at you and shit like yep and like i usually don't remember anything about those those magazines until i like start hearing about um games from back then i have like random flashbacks like oh yeah i've read those things I don't yeah. know why. It's like super nostalgic for me to think about those magazines because that was me getting into gaming when I literally wasn't capable of gaming, and it was kind of sweet. Yeah, like, I you know I I had um uh, I had a uh, the I think the I think I got an NES first. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, my parents bought it to to get it out of my system. Um, <laughs> lol. Uh, and then I got a Game Boy and then a Super Nintendo. And I did not. I did not buy another video game console until I bought an Xbox 360. <laughs> I was. Um, God, how old was I? You bought an oh. original Xbox, didn't you? Oh, technically, I owned a Game Boy Color before that. It oh was, yeah. Okay. It was around the same year that Pokemon Yellow came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. My mom bought me a Game Boy Color. For Christmas. That was my first technically console. Yeah. And then, yeah, my only actual. Uh, I eventually saved up enough money to buy myself my first Xbox mm-hmm. after working at McDonald's. And I'm pretty sure, like, a year later, I bought a 360 or some shit like that. <laughs> Sounds accurate. That's, that's when it came out, and I'm just like, gaming. Gaming's awesome. Yeah. Like, you know, so. I mean, I had a PC through that too, but you know, I had a PC that was a I had a Windows three point one PC, yeah, and then had a win. Then we eventually got a Windows ME laptop, and like I'm just gonna say, so 
we bought a, a laptop with Windows ME, which was like just after 95, but before XP, it was awful. Um, <laughs> but we had this laptop that we gamed on, and it was uh, it was black, like a, a black laptop. I can't remember what kind it was. But, right. um, you know, we'd play play games on that. And then we got Morrowind, we could play, and we played it on that. Uh, me and my brother played Morrowind so much that we, like, you know where you put your hand for the WASD keys? Yep. Like, we literally wore the black plastic away from there until it was, like, the white, like, white plastic underneath it. Like, where your palm sits? Yes. I'm surprised you didn't kill the keys before then. Yeah, I, I'm surprised we didn't either. But, like, yeah, we <laughs> we just played the shit out of Morrowind. Like, <laughs> it's like how on my my mouse pad that I've been using since I first got my own first computer, where mm -hmm. my wrist sits is just a flat, flat slant that like yeah. leads up to where my mouse actually sits. It's kind of yeah. funny. But so, but like you know, I didn't have a we didn't have a really good computer, and like after that, me and my brother both got our own XP machine. You know, we both bought our own computers and started mm -hmm. doing that, and um, you know, started PC gaming more. But like a lot of my like early PC gaming stuff um, was actually one of our old roommates, you know, who was a friend of mine, Tim. He um, uh, I'd go over to his place and we'd play games. Um, and like that's the first place I saw Half Life, and he had like Duke Nukem 3D and a bunch of other games like that. I got Might and Magic 3 from him too, which is like one of my favorite games ever. Still, but that I could play on my DOS. He actually yeah. um. Uh, copied all the discs for me and then um uh, that used the copy protection where you had to like it'd be like go into the manual and go to page whatever and then um you know type go to line whatever and type in word whatever so did he remember. just photocopy the whole manual for you his his dad photocopied the whole thing and this was back before <laughs> that was like something like 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 nowadays it's like whatever you know who yeah. cares but like a lot of people a lot of places didn't have photocopiers oh yeah like that was like hot shit like that his you know it's like oh yeah his job is a photocopier we can we can photocopy this manual and everything you know and like you got to remember too is like you know he photocopied it but like it's a small not like a small menu but like you know like when you fold it out flat it's eight and a half by eleven like so you can't just like super easily copy it you have to like fold each page open you know and and do it and everything but yeah he had a copy of that and yeah, and I played. We played shitloads of Might and Magic. That's actually where we first got Terror for the Deep. Also, actually, yeah, right. it was like my my grandpa got had a computer, and me and my cousin had. There was a demo on there that we started playing it, and we didn't know you could beat it a level on it. <laughs> <laughs> you just didn't even know it was possible. We we couldn't. We never could. We were so awful. That's kind of amazing. Yeah, but good old XCOM. But. Yeah. My uh, my first real experience with gaming was um, uh, actually as a result of a combination of Boy Scouts and bowling. <laughs> uh, I met a guy through Boy Scouts named Norman, who I became mm -hmm. friends with, and he would like bring over his original NES. Yeah, buddy. And and we would you know like take turns playing Mario and shit like that together. And yep. Like we only ever played Mario, which was the funny thing. But then um, through Norman, I started bowling, and then through bowling, I met a guy named Steve. Uh, this is when I was like 13 or 14, I want to say. And uh, Steve, 
I started, you know, became really good friends with him. He was part of my bowling team with me, him, and Norman. And I ended up, uh, I would sometimes go over and spend the night at his house. And he had an N64 and a PlayStation. Uh, and I thought this was like the greatest thing ever. This is where, this is actually where I learned that I hate PlayStation controllers. Couldn't stand it. Uh, like, you know, he'd want to play PlayStation because then he could play like Twisted Metal and shit, right? But I hated the controller, and I just wasn't a huge fan of it. And um, so instead, we would primarily play his N64, and that's where you know we had the the standard uh, Mario 64 game that we we play sometimes together and all that kind of yep. stuff. But my favorite was Gauntlet Legends. No shit. I I to this day love Gauntlet Legends. I really? actually I bought an N64 for myself a few years back and found gauntlet legends and then i found the memory card necessary to actually save your game because you couldn't do it naturally <laughs> uh, dude i had like oh man and like it was it was really hard hunting down that fucking memory card because the thing is he didn't own the memory card so every time we would play we'd have to play through the whole thing again oh. and i remember one time we actually just uh i went over there on a saturday night we played to like five in the goddamn morning and we just turned off his tv but left the n64 running so we yep, keep yep. so we could, could pick up where we left off we never could ever get past a certain point because you know you're just sinking hours into this game yeah it's so, like you can leave the n64 running for you know forever two months right? yeah and all that shit and i remember like doing shit like that and it was super awesome when i was like a, you know an adult and able to buy my own n64 I don't think I, I think I was at like 18 at the time. Uh, I'm still looking for an N64. I have all the hookups for it, but I don't have the, the, I have, I have all the hookups. I have cartridges. I have, uh, I have the like, uh, cartridge for the Game Boy cartridge for like Stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I have memory cards, like rumble packs, like all of it, even the cords that go in the back. I don't have the N64. You don't have the actual console itself. Nope. You want to know where I could always, like I bought. They're hard to find now. Actually, I, it's not. I, it's not as common, man. I know. I know. But like, I think I bought like three different N64s in my lifetime. <laughs> Every single time I bought it from Pot America. Yep, I was gonna say I'm like that's where you <laughs> that, say it, but that, that yep. was like the big uh, one. People would always sell them to Pot America, and I'd be like, oh my god. Ever see a cheap one? Just buy it. <laughs> I'll pay you back. I don't even like, know what counts as cheap anymore. Uh, if it's under fifty bucks, I would take it. In a heartbeat. All those ones that I bought from Pawn America cost me like twenty bucks a pop yep. for the whole thing. It was oh, insane. I know. I know. You can't like it's tough to find one with cables for under seventy now, I think. Like that was not a durable console. It was pretty durable. Like it was it was durable in the sense that like, you know, it still used cartridges and all that shit. Mm -hmm. But like those controllers sucked. Oh, like that just, that, yeah. that middle stick wearing away. They all the just, time yeah they would they would go down pretty quick but still liked it more than the uh playstation controller though yeah fair enough playstation controllers are not meant to be held by human hands yeah we played tons of n64 because uh at my grandma's house i think my uncle who on and off lived there uh for years now mm. still um like it was like you and had no sense in his head for money. Um, so it was always buying dumb things. So he would get consoles. Ever, like, so he, so we had a PlayStation there and a, um, 
uh, N64 there, and we played hours. Me and my cousins played hours of N64, like uh, go- like GoldenEye, Perfect Dark, Mario Kart, um, you know, Super Smash or Smash Brothers. Like it was just just crazy amounts, like of of stuff on there. So like that's that one I really really like. Um, man, and that we played the PlayStation quite a bit. I I didn't play it as much actually. I I tended to watch actually, and I kind yeah. of enjoyed that. Um, but man, I I remember the first time that we played Resident Evil on the PlayStation in my grandma's basement. All the lights were <laughs> off. Oh my god! Like I'm pretty sure I had nightmares. Like <laughs> it was it was a good experience. <laughs> That's another game series that I've literally never played. I've I didn't play um, Resident Evil. I played Dino Crisis on the Dreamcast. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Resident yeah. Evil, but Velociraptors. Yeah. So here's the deal with re- the original Resident Evil. The game is cool and um, like super important for the history of gaming. But holy shit, was that game awful to play? Uh, I. I've like I, I've literally never played any Resident Evil game oh. ever. Just watching other people play Resident Evil One, it looks terrible. It's it like, is awful to play that game. Like it, it, the controls are just horrible, and like it's, I don't know. And it's a game that things can happen quickly, mm. but you don't have the ability to react quickly. Like it's yep. really weird. Like we had, I don't know, I don't, I don't know if we ever beat that game. We played through a little bit of it, just. Yeah, for whatever, but um what was another one on there that we played? Uh we had a few on there. I'm just trying I'm trying to think of some of the big ones, but I don't know. I remember playing I remember Final Fantasy Seven on there. That was a big one too, like playing through that. But That's another game that I've heard so many things about, but it's just like I don't think I could ever play that game. I've been just... playing through it. I've never I've never like really play i haven't played it that much but i've seen Mm -hmm. people play it and i like you know i know the stories with it and everything the game's good dude it is it is really good but it is a very particular style of rpg (laughs) it's it's just one like just hearing the amount of like time sinks that people effectively have to put in it just seems insane to me and like i I don't once again i respect what it's done but the, those times that you don't have to put in the time sinks, all right. Like that, that is overblown and everything, for the most part. Like, like there are time sinks in, that you can put into the game, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. The game is very has a lot of things you can do and everything, but um, it's it's one of those games that uh is very very Japanese. <laughs> like, just the story is very very anime. Um. I mean, me, that's, at least I mean, that's like, like Final Fantasy in a nutshell, though, isn't it? In a lot of ways, yeah, it is. I mean, but have like, you seen all the swords? All the swords. <laughs> it is, I don't know. Like, it's funny, too, because, like, I, I was never a big... Like, I love RPGs, never played many Final Fantasy games. The only one we had was Final Fantasy Mystic Quest, mm-hmm. which is not really a Final Fantasy game and is kind of awful, but I enjoy, but we enjoyed it, so... um, Like... In- in my tradition of only playing knockoffs, I've never really played Final Fantasy, but I did enjoy playing um, 
oh, what the hell was the game called? Oh, I can't remember. It was only it was it was a Game Boy game, not actual Game mm-hmm. Boy. It was like Game Boy Advance and shit like that. Oh, I can't remember now, but it was basically a just a Final Fantasy knockoff in like the style of combat and all that kind of shit. It was like what, like a turn based combat game, or yeah, turn based combat. Golden Golden Sun, that's what it was. I played Golden Sun instead of uh, Final Fantasy. I think, and I, I think people actually like that game, and it's a legit game. Like uh, it is a legit game. I think it is actually really freaking uh, good. I'm like the only reason I'm thinking about that right now is because there's a Golden Sun album that just was released on OC Remix. It's <laughs> kind of sweet. Yeah, like I'm like, I didn't even know what that game was. I'll be honest. I'm like. Okay, Golden Sun. Yeah, like that, it's but. a it's a Game Boy Advanced turn based strategy. Yeah, yeah I'm, just just yeah. like all this other stuff, and it was really awesome. You could like go around and find elemental Jin who would help you and all that. Like everything you'd think there would be, you know. There's like finding cursed weapons and using weapons and doing all sorts of things like that. And uh, weapon you could craft weapons uh, to some degree and all that mm. kind of shit. Yeah. It was cool. You would craft weapons, but it was random which weapons oh, you would craft. God. You would just like, you would like here, random lady, have some mithril, and she'll be like, I'll see what I can make out of this. And, and just, you could get like some trash out. It's like, oh, yay, a ring that gives me worse stats than what I already have. When like you're really, really hoping to get like, you know, that mithril sword of like a specific name that was really good for one character. And <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I there's like a very specific era of gaming I played in. Like the Super Nintendo era is like exactly when I played, mm-hmm. and I'm super lucky because I basically got to play like the vast majority of games that people are like these are the top games ever made for that system. Like the only one basically. Like there's others obviously, but like one of the only ones that like I wish I would have played back then was Final Fantasy VI. But yeah. like it, it's really funny because I've had like you know. I didn't. I didn't have to play most of the knockoffs except for like those ones. But speaking yeah. of uh, of cons of assorted consoles, actually, did you ever do anything really on the GameCube? No, I basically like I skipped the GameCube and the Wii and Wii U. Like, I, like I got a Super Nintendo. I played the N sixty four. I never owned one. I put, but I played tons of it. And played a lot of the really good games on it. And then the next Nintendo console I bought was a Switch. Yeah. Actually, no, 3DS. I did buy a 3DS. Sorry. All right, fair. Oh, yeah, handheld yeah. consoles. Yeah. Nintendo is so much better at handheld consoles than they are at actual consoles. People basically... Well, so here's, so here's the thing about Nintendo, and I respect this about them, this particular thing. Nintendo's actual, like, physical... Or, like, actual, like... TV consoles mm-hmm. are every single one is an experimental console. Oh yeah. Like at least since the Super Nintendo. The Super like Nintendo and Super Nintendo, like Nintendo was them being like, all right, let's do this thing. Super Nintendo was them, they're like, we're just gonna make the perfect console. And then they're like, all right, let's go crazy and start doing insane shit. Yeah, and let's that's see what basically we can do what here. they've done. Like and I respect them for that. Oh yeah. Like, but I like what they're... they've done. <laughs> But let's be honest, Sony and Microsoft have kind of like they basically are almost a, always always they're always the same, except for like a few random little things that don't the really thing, matter. The thing is, is, I mean, here's the thing: 
the play like the PlayStation, the original PlayStation is not that different from a PlayStation Four. No, like not in the slightest. It, they are actually, but like realistically, it's the same same damn thing. They're, it's they're the they're same thing, just doing the same thing with just better tech. Yeah, like and it's the same know, with Xbox. But like, if you put a Wii next to a N sixty four, next to a GameCube, next to you know a Switch, like what the what the frick are they doing? You know? <laughs> like, like none of those are the same. Even like Xbox, they're just wa- they're walking up the tech chain. They're not doing anything. They're not innovating at all, really. They're just like we're just gonna make it better and we're gonna tune it better, and that's what yep. they keep trying to do. And fine, that works. You know, it's like it's like cool. All right, but I respect Nintendo for what they do there. Now, Nintendo's handheld consoles; those are them printing money. So that they can do crazy crap with their with their main consoles, which is like the perfect thing with the Switch because they just combine yeah. them both into one. Exactly, the, like Switch, the... the Switch is absolutely friggin' sublime as a game design as a game console. It is yeah, like so brilliantly designed. It is ridiculously experimental, but they're like, yeah, it's also this is our handheld of this of this yeah. generation. So mm-hmm. buy it, and everyone's like, yeah. yes, please, yes, please, thank you very much. May I have so... another? <laughs> And I'll say I was one of those people who was like, man, the, the Switch Lite seems like the stupidest thing ever. Like, why? Why would you do that? And like, I, I like got to like get my hands on one the other day um, from one of my employees, actually. And was, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, this makes a lot of sense. Like, as it's, I see it now, I'm like, oh, isn't it is- literally just a supersized Game Boy Advance? Uh, the Switch Lite, it's, it's, a, it's basically like a Switch, but with the controllers stuck on there permanently. And I yeah, think it's, so it's so yeah. a super-sized Game Boy Advance. Yeah, it basically is. <laughs> but it's like, like, I'm like, man, like this makes a lot of sense now that I think about it. And it's super light compared to a Switch. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it weighs like zero pounds. It weighs like negative pounds. Like, I'm pretty sure if you like tried to drop it, it would actually float into the air. Like, <laughs> it, I was just floored. But like, I don't know, like... I, I really, you know, like Nintendo's handheld consoles, if you really look at those, those aren't really innovative. Like the, no, DS, that... like the DS, sure, was kind of innovative, was pretty innovative, but like, it wasn't so, like, you know. They're basically just following a natural progression, right? You have the yep. original Game Boy, which is a brick, yeah. literally. Loved my, loved my brick. You have the Game Boy Color, which was them making it not weigh 100 pounds and mm-hmm. actually able to fit inside a hand that yeah. isn't a gorilla. And, and, and it's not like, and that was a tact, like the Game Boy was a tactical decision, actually. Like, like when the Game Boy released, it wasn't long after it was around that time. Like there were color handhelds, uh-huh. but the, but Nintendo was like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to release a handheld, but it's going to have insanely good battery life. Oh, yeah. And like, that was a huge thing for, for them. And that's why I, they didn't release the color until a long time, because they wanted to make sure that they could maintain that. Yeah, so then because the Game Gear was around, but that ate batteries like crazy. So then they went Game Boy Advanced, which was mm-hmm. the Game Boy Color, but turned on its side with Pretty a bigger much, screen. Yeah. It was the Game Boy Super Nintendo. Yeah, my I mean pers- that's, liter- that's literally what it was. My personal favorite was the Game Boy Advanced SP, the folding thing. Oh yeah, that thing was perfect for just going fitting in your pocket. It's mm-hmm. literally the size of my wallet right now. Like I yeah. love the SP, and I actually didn't like how the DS, in my opinion, went in reverse and was the size of the Game Boy Advanced. But it <laughs> I mean, still had the. F- 
it still had the flip screen and yep. the fa that's when they're like oh dual screens like yeah what nintendo does with their handhelds is what sony and microsoft do yep. with their consoles mm -hmm. they just keep yep. going up the tech tree and making it better yeah except then they're also twisting in the like experimentation on the other side of things and stuff like that like so here here's the thing like the wii was really successful oh it's yeah. kind of a weird system like the Wii U was basically a giant bomb, but like the ideas for that were really good. It's basically how we ended up with the Switch. It really is. Like if you look at the idea, they basically like made the Wii U, and they're like, "This is a good idea," and people didn't buy it. But they're like, "There's like, there's some good ideas here," and they when they tweaked it, it was like prime. Like mm -hmm. it's ridiculous. Like the Switch. The funny thing about the Switch is it's it's like. I always I always joke about like when people are like, oh hey, I made this thing, and I'm like, well, that solves a problem I didn't have, mm -hmm. you know. Like, the Switch is doing things a different way, where it's solving a problem I didn't realize I had, even though I had it. Like, it, it's doing exactly what I want something to do, you know. It's Which like is the the available just you know either sit like, on the couch and do what you want or take it on the go. Exactly, like it's such a simple concept. And there, it's just like, you know, I, I think when you, when you like now that it's out, you're like, oh, duh, like that's how we do it. But before that, thinking about it, it's like, well, how do we make this work? You know, it's like, you know, like, oh, I got my game on my console, but like, oh, how am I going to like, like, how would I ever get that to like a handheld? You know, mm -hmm. like, you know, I can't just like pick up my console and take it somewhere like that doesn't make any sense. Like, you know, you have to have it hooked up and everything. And then they're just like, oh, we're just going to, like, do it like this. And it's like, this is so stupid. Why didn't we think of this years ago? Like, to some degree, you know? Even, like, you know, ignoring the fact that the Switch in and of itself is a portable handheld gaming device. Yeah. The sheer portability of the actual console portion, like the docking and oh, all yeah. that, is <laughs> mind-boggling. Yep. Like, oh, dude. I... And you, you're using a full dock. You can just get cables. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I actually bought the little dock transfer yep. case, which is literally the size of my Xbox One. Yep. But everything is inside that case. Everything I need yep. is in that case. You know, I don't need a separate thing for controllers, for cords, for the power yep. surge protector, whatever it is. Like, it's so easy to set up, take down, do what you need to do. Mm-hmm. It is yeah, like, insane. I'm sure. I'm sure my parents hate it, but like when I go visit them in Montana, it's so easy to take the switch. Oh yeah. Like it's just like you just pack that thing up and you go. Like it's it's so so cool. I don't know. I'm a I'm a big fan of that. Like it's. It was it was I'm, so nice just to bring my entire switch to my mom's house mm -hmm. on Christmas or whatever it was and just play Mario Kart with my siblings. Yep. Like I yeah. would never have done that if it was on on my Xbox. Oh yeah. You're not gonna like bring an Xbox somewhere and stuff like that. Like one, uh, like, uh, Stony before he left, uh, you know, the company that I, you know, the place I work for, and went mm -hmm. somewhere else. Uh, he did a he did a Mario Kart day with his Switch. He just brought it in and hooked up the dock to the TV in one of our conference rooms. We just like over lunch, we all just like played Mario Kart and like traded off controllers and stuff like that. And it was like, there were a bunch of us, and we just swapped as braces were going. And it was like. You couldn't do that really with another, you know, console. It just wouldn't work, you know. Even though it's fun like functionally for the most part the same, it just doesn't like it doesn't flow as well. It's really weird. 
Yeah. Like, I've, you know, I have done it before where it's yeah. someone brings, before I owned a console, my friend Chris would bring his console to my house oh, yeah. and we'd hook it up to my TV, right? Like, hey, dude, we did, that. Ha- we did Halo LAN parties, man. Oh, yeah. But there's just, there's a lot more BS that goes into doing that than it is like, here's my dock, here's my thing, hook it up. Mm-hmm. Four controllers, then done. Yep. Just, Nintendo yeah. just crushed, crushed it with the Switch. They really did. They, they really, really did. It's, amazing like how well they did and they're impossible to find right now so oh yeah uh, but it'll be interesting to see what they do next but it'll probably be a giant failure <laughs> they're they're pretty good at the 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 i was i was something else i was thinking of like basically they're really good at getting it really like doing it like really freaking good the second time but not really, because in my mind, it's, you know, you had the Wii, then you had the Wii U. To me, and that was the, backwards, yeah. Yeah, to me, the Wii U is not progress from the Wii. The Switch is progress from the Wii U. Yeah. And the fact that they called it the Wii U is just unnecessarily confusing people. I, yeah, I, I don't think that was, I, I think that was actually a big blunder for the console, actually. Yeah. But like, like, I don't know. They could have called it literally anything else, and then they would have came up with the Switch, and everybody like, oh yeah, the Switch is just a strictly better, generic Nintendo you know. console. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But, I don't know. It's it's interesting watching them blend that stuff because like I I see personally I see similarities between the GameCube and the um uh, the N sixty four a lot. Like, I mean, it makes sense one came stuff. right yep. after the other, right? Yeah, like you can see the similarities before. Like, I, I almost look at the GameCube as a strictly worse um, uh, N64, but <laughs> I know that's not at all accurate. But Which is funny because, like, I think I'll, one of the biggest complaints I think I've heard about the N64 is the fact that it's still, it was the last console to really use cartridges. Mm hmm. And everything else had would like moved beyond it at that point. And then they're like, "This is the GameCube. This is our version of discs." And it was just yeah. really weird discs. Yeah, it was like not normal sized discs and everything. And also, their controller was whack. Yeah, they've kind of had some whack controllers. I'm sure everybody who's like bitched about bitched about them uh, cartridges is like, "Oh, load times suck now." Like, yeah, I bet you miss those. That's the one thing with like the dig- with some of the digital gaming and stuff like that. Like, you know, it works a little differently. But one yeah. of the most mind-boggling things for me about the GameCube controller is how many people really, really like it, though. Yeah, that is weird to like, me. You can literally buy a Nintendo GameCube controller for your Switch. Yeah, and they're like competitive Magic players, or not Magic players, competitive Pokemon players who use them as their. They don't just use the Joy-Cons, they use an old GameCube controller or a remade version of it. It's like, really? You know what, you know what controller is awful and should never have existed? The original Xbox controller. That thing was gigantic. That thing that thing was huge. The funny thing is is, is like the the 360 controller is like probably one of the perfect most perfect design controllers ever. Oh yeah, they're just like, let's just take this thing. We're gonna trim six pounds off of it. Yeah, right. And about two cubic feet of nothingness. Yep. And now we have a perfect controller. Yep. And that's all it took. You know, easy peasy. Like, just slim that thing down. Put just, it on keto. Just put it on a diet. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 
I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people I don't like uh PlayStation controllers that much either. Yeah. I just can't but... get used to it. Like mm-hmm. part of me gets it, another part of me is like, no, I'm good. Yeah. Best controller of all time though is easy. Super Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know what Super Nintendo controller. <laughs> you have to look and see what it looks like. Yeah. If you're playing a simple, oh, it's, if you're it's playing a simple, thing. if you're playing a simple a simple analog game, it is the perfect controller. What was your yeah. opinion of the Sega controller? Uh, I think having the three buttons in a row was awkward. Definitely. Like, oh, I think it was just... fine that they had three buttons in a row, but or that they had three buttons like that, but like having them laid out like that was just weird. I literally just remembered that I actually have owned a Sega before. Oh. I think I I had Sonic, which I sucked at and never played. And I had uh you know the old TV show Gargoyles? Yes. I actually I had a Gargoyles tie-in game and I remember I could get to I got to a point and I could never get beyond it and I never knew why. And I like never played it again. I feel like I've seen a speedrun for this game. I feel like I should look it up because I had literally have no idea how I couldn't get past this one this one part. Like I I I was under the impression I was supposed to climb up the side of a castle and I couldn't figure out how to like jump around these spikes that were keeping me from moving and I couldn't hit them without dying. Yeah. Huh. Maybe I was supposed to attack them, I don't know. I don't know. Game's weird, man. Yeah, I think I watched a speedrun for that game actually one time. Uh, Sega was Sega was weird, man. Sega was weird. Like I don't know, their con- the consoles were special. Like I don't I don't hate on them really or anything, but they didn't do anything terrible. They just lost. <laughs> yeah, that's honestly what it. Is. Actually, they I think they made some. Like the problem is, is they made a giant miscalculation at the wrong time, and it just failed for them. Like they were the Dreamcast, right? Uh, that's I thought it was uh, Sega. Dream oh, you're right. It was Sega Dream. It yeah, was, yeah, Sega Dream is. Yeah, man, you want to talk like, about a shitty, a shitty controller? Yeah. Look at that. Like, look up the Sega oh, Dreamcast. No, I've played. I've played Dreamcast, man. Oh yeah, like, like that thing yeah. is somehow worse than an OG Xbox. Yeah, you're right. It is actually that thing is insane. Uh, but like, yeah, I don't know. It would be int- it, like. It's kind of an interesting alternate reality, like to know, like if Sega survived its giant, you know, miscalculation after the Dreamcast, like if, the, like, what the gaming landscape would look like now. Their whole thing was basically they went to DVDs before anyone else, right? Yeah, I think that's what was some of it, but like, because I think they were trying to do a. Uh, what were they trying to do after the Dreamcast? Like, they had a bunch of problems developing the console and basically just couldn't maintain and just got out of the mm-hmm. hardware market because the Dreamcast was such a failure. Or, like, they like they they did the Dreamcast but had a bunch of problems with it and it cost them way more or something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but... Um, yeah. It's just kind of funny, like, looking at the Dreamcast with, like, modern sensibilities and being like, oh, yeah, these are all the things I would change. Yeah, right. Like, 
not having the, the controller cord coming out of the bottom of the controller for some reason. Yeah, that's weird. Just, just small little tweaks. It's like, yeah, just trim that, trim the controller down a little. Don't have the mm-hmm. cord be wonky. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's like modern lens and everything and stuff like that. It's easy to look at stuff and go, yeah, okay, whatever. Oh, yeah. But like, you know, but like, you know, think about like like expansion bays on controllers, man. Yeah. Like, remember that being a thing? Like, you know, like that was something the Dreamcast had. It had the, um, that little, uh, LCD unit that, yeah, the little window thing on it. Yep. And then, um, uh, the, uh, I think, didn't the Xbox, original Xbox controller accept like memory cards or something like that? Or I thought it had a spot for stuff. Uh, I think it, I think it, it might have. Yeah. Like a lot of control, like a lot of those things had it. Like the, uh, I remember, like the N sixty four with its like Rumble Pack spot and oh yeah, that Rumble Packs being hot shit. Remember that? Wasn't there something else I could slot down there besides a Rumble uh, Pack? You could do Rumble Packs. You could do memory. I think memory cards would fit there. Um. Oh yeah, then... you could you could have a a controller based memory card or the red in memory card for the console itself. Or yeah, I think I have some controller based memory cards. Um, but then, um, uh, and then there was, um, uh, like the transfer thing. Um, oh yeah, that's the, the, yeah, the cart, the, for the Game Boy cartridges. Yeah. Yep. Cause Jesus we, uh, Christ. <laughs> but. Oh, yeah, cause you could basically, you could do, you could combine Pokemon Coliseum with your Pokemon games. Yep. So you could, yeah, you could actually, you could actually just play the game on there too. Basically yeah, that was like a big it, thing. Like a Super Game Boy, if, if you've ever seen that. But, um, which apparently is basically like all Game Boy hardware, but without the screen. <laughs> like they basically had to put an entire Game Boy into that thing. That's kind of amazing. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty insane. <laughs> which, dude, cartridges are insane. Like, People don't realize how wild cartridges are. I think people think about them. It's like, oh, it's just like memory, like a memory card, right? Yeah. Like, no, it's literally a piece of computer. <laughs> oh yeah, like they they have like internal batteries and all that kind of stuff. I mean, some of there. them have it like, well, yeah, like uh, some of them have like internal batteries. But like, if you open a cartridge for like um, like some of the later era games, like Donkey Kong Country, I think is one. Like, like if you crack open that cart, like it has a bunch of extra stuff in there. Like there, like there's certain carts that like have more memory than the console in them for doing things. Like it, that they're basically like their own little com- like computers and stuff in there to some degree. That's uh, crazy. It's wild, like how cartridges work. Which, which is one of the things that makes uh like doing emulation of that stuff. That's like one of the reasons it's kind of like tough to do. Mm-hmm. You know. Like because it's just like yeah, you, you're not just emulating software; you have to emulate the hardware and how it functions and all that kind yeah. of stuff. So. Whereas, like nowadays, like you know, like an Xbox is a is just a computer. Yep. Like for the for the most part, like I think it literally runs like DirectX and shit like that. Like it literally runs like <laughs> you know, some of them like run actual stuff that's just like on computers. But you know, it's just weird like how different cartridges were, but. Yeah, I think like switch cartridges and stuff are actually just like flashcards, basically that you know are just data, which is kind of lame. But 
That's what I'm. They're so small. I can't imagine you have any. You could have anything else really going on in there. I mean, you could put stuff like I don't think there's any like compute power in there or anything like with the with the cartridges. But I don't know. I've cracked I've cracked a few Nintendo cartridges and Super Nintendo cartridges. I actually bought the tools to pull them apart because I wanted mm-hmm. to I I wanted to clean a cartridge I had gotten. I actually ordered or actually like bought uh bought a Nintendo at some point. I think. Is this my Nintendo or is that no? That's my Nintendo actually. But I, um, <laughs> I bought no, I bought a... someone else's. I'm dismantling. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I was just looking because I have my my old consoles up here, and I actually put my uh my name on it with a sharpie um, mm-hmm. for when I was taking it places as a kid. Uh, but I, no, I bought a broken one that I was using it for a case mod, and it came with a game inside of it. <laughs> um, and it was like so corroded and stuff. I had to I like pulled it apart and cleaned it. So like. I got all this stuff for that, and like it's interesting looking inside of those things. Um, also, if you want to like gag, open a controller. <laughs> that is no, abso- that is I don't absolutely want to. absolutely horrible. Like it has to be just like strictly worse than opening up a keyboard, right? Yes. So, um, if you look at like a Super Nintendo controller, you see like the directional pad. Mm-hmm. So basically what the directional pad is, you know, it's a cross chunk of plastic yep. and then that would be sitting on like a plastic base, you know, just, it makes sense, you know, like yep. that's, that's how it would look. So you have like, you know, and it would be like sharp edges like that. It'd be like a cross like that. Um, I opened one up and pulled that piece out and the edges tapered up all the way to the, to the top of the, bu- to the buttons basically. It was not sharp edges. It was tapered. It was a, it was a ramp, and I, I gagged in my mouth a little bit, but cleaned up the whole thing. My kid sat there and watched me, <laughs> like cleaning out controllers. He was helping. He was he was he was air quotes helping me clean out controllers. Uh, uh, and you're like, don't touch this. It I'm might like, kill you. I'm like, don't touch that. I'm like, touch the chemicals I'm using. Like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But yeah, it was pretty pretty freaking gross. But yeah, because I because I had bought in the I had bought a controller from a place like because I'm like, I need a, I need another controller because all my controllers are kind of like I don't have another, a, a second controller. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought one and, and one of the buttons didn't work. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, well, it was kind of a waste of some money, I guess. Um, but then I'm like, well, maybe I can try this. So I like actually pulled it apart and cleaned the whole thing and everything works great now. So, <laughs> but I mean, when they got literally decades of grime build up inside. Both literally decades. biological and not biological. <laughs> oh man. Just imagine gross. imagine like imagine what you would get if you did like a chemical breakdown of what was inside there. Like how much like skin cells and jizz skin, are on there. Skin cells, <laughs> other bodily things, Cheeto uh, dusts. Oh or, gosh. I, yeah. I suppose from that age, Dorito dust. Yeah. <laughs> Cheetos were a thing too, but... Yeah, I'm pretty know. sure Doritos were always, like, the more gamer thing, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, Cheetos man. are the lonely person sitting in the basement on their computer. Doritos were the cool console kids. Yeah, the cool console kids. <laughs> uh, Alright. We should probably wrap up, man. It's been, like, an hour, but... <laughs> it's been, like, an hour and ten minutes. Okay, whatever. I, I mean, I blabbed probably 10 minutes about nothing at the beginning so it was a good but, time so 
uh reminisce about consoles now i want to like load up my like i have i have a um uh, super nintendo controller sitting on my desk and mm. but i have a usb to like usb converter for it so i can actually play emulators with it with like I, uh, with the, uh, with with a, the proper re- controller with a real controller oh it's so nice like because i i bought some uh usb super nintendo controller knockoffs and they mm-hmm. just like they're they were fine but they just didn't feel right like they were really light and yep. like the buttons were not responsive as much and stuff like that but this thing is just like awesome like so i'm just like looking at that i'm like oh man oh man need to play them fighting herds with that so i don't suck but You'll maybe that's what I'd still suck, yeah. Can't you? Don't you have like a a 360 controller for your PC? Yeah, I do. So you I could just, already play it on a controller if you wanted to. Oh, I do play it. On, I, yeah, I play it with the 360 controller. Oh, okay. I'm just You're... just awful. <laughs> By the way, they updated they updated the game so on easy that opponents block less. So <laughs> it's like way easier now. I suppose you were you're only playing on easy, aren't you? Because you just wanted to like get through it or whatever. Uh, I'm playing on easy because I am infinitely awful at the game. <laughs> I've never really been much of a fighting game person. My Neither primary have I. my primary one of choice was um, Soul Calibur because I got to play with Dude with Rape here and it was awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I always bought... play fighting games that aren't fighting games like Smash. But yeah, I bought the I bought a. Uh... A Dragon Ball Z fighting game when it was on sale, and I was like, I don't know why I bought you. I'm never gonna play you. It has an actual campaign that yeah. I actually kind of want to play through, but I've seen, I've watched a playthrough of someone doing it, and you're like, well, that was a good experience. <laughs> and that, but it's like I should actually play it because I own it. But there's all these other things I could do instead, like yeah. play Halo. Yeah, like I, that's one of the things that's like I. The reason I bought them's fighting herds is because it's an indie game that is a basically a My Little Pony fighting game. Yeah, like, and I really like the art style of it too, and everything. It looks like the game looks awesome, but I'm so bad at fighting games, I never should have got it. But uh whatever. We should probably probably call it for now. So we should play more Halo. We could do that. Yep. All right. Cool. Maybe we'll do that. All right. <laughs> yeah. See ya.